Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. This is episode number 97 and we're going to be talking about a number of things this week including new trailers for uh, Clouds and the Animal Kingdom show. We'll also be talking about a new group watch feature that's been slowly rolling out to Disney Plus. We'll also be talking about Star and some other bits and pieces as well. But quick bit of housekeeping before we go any further. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe either on YouTube or on the audio platforms and feel free to leave us a nice five-star review on iTunes. We're fine with that as well. And also, um, just a big hello and thank you to all of our supporters, either on Patreon or on YouTube memberships. You can become a member from as little as $2 a month and you get access to um, behind-the-scenes stuff. You also get early access to um, videos. For example, they've had early access to a uh, Oliver & Company a retro view, which will be going up for everybody else on Sunday. So you'll be hearing that, and I'm, you're all going to be hearing about my really bad gaff of what I made of that movie. And then... <laughs> there were a couple, actually. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple. There were some real bad ones. But yeah, so you can listen to that one. Um, everyone can hear that one them tomorrow but also they get to ask questions for the weekly q a show which goes up on sundays um so I'm just going to do some shout outs so first off a um, big hello to darren who is the new patreon we've also got um lauren jacob sarah the juice what's on netflix andrew julie so thank you for all of your support on patreon while on youtube a big shout out to petri russell mike eddie jay joshua drew uh sarah and adam for all of your support so big thank you to everyone for them um all of that, it really makes a big difference. Right, let's jump into it. So, um, kind of one of those weeks of, there was a few little bits of pieces of news, not a huge amount. Um, we did get to see some new images of the Mandalorian, but um, I think generally they're kind of still riding, like trying to ride the, the Mulan publicity, pushing that as much as they possibly can, which has been getting lots of bad publicity over the week. Um, so much different stuff um, about this movie, um, you know, crediting um, the Chinese government. There's also been issues of where they were filming, the problems with China banning it from being able to be talked about because of the people talking about the other things. And generally as a whole, um, it's been getting a lot of uh, negative publicity for that reason. Um, as far as like money goes, um, different reports coming in, different places stating how many sales they've made. Um, those numbers at the minute are all over the place. You know, there was reports of like, 33 million but that was just like through one particular app so we don't really know what it's done um so hopefully we will find that out but i doubt we are going to find out too much more about how well mulan did until um, the quarterly results but apparently executives are happy with it the question is happy is that good or bad i don't know i'm um, telling obviously didn't do great over the weekend and now um movies are we've just had wonder woman that's been pushed back to christmas um, i think Candyman has that's been moved sony have said that they're not releasing any movies while all this is going on they're all chain yeah they're not releasing their big budget movies yeah. to be yeah. clear they're, they're taught they said specifically ones that cost them 200 million and more to make so if they've got some smaller movies still in the cans those might pop in yeah but things are still we're still in limbo land of where of um I think they're all just looking at what's going on and going, yeah, it's not going back to normal anytime soon. And therefore, I mean, we're going into the winter. I mean, here in the UK, you know, we're having, you know, we had more uh, rules and stuff coming in uh, across Europe. Everything's kind of getting worse again. So therefore, you know, no doubt the big box office people are looking at it going, right, yeah, this is not just disappearing. So yeah, we're, what happens with 
Soul and Black Widow. We're just going to have to wait and see. But let's talk about some things that we do know about. Um, so first off, we saw a trailer for Clouds, which is going to be coming um, to Disney Plus uh, um, in October. I'm just gonna, I think it was October the 17th, I think it was. I've completely lost my train of thought on where that <laughs> one was. Um, but um, yeah, so what did you think of the trailer? It's an interesting little trailer. Um, pretty much exact. It's exactly what you would expect for the type of movie that yeah. it is. Um, kind of Hallmark-esque, I suppose you would, you would call it. Yeah. Uh, but higher budget. Uh, nothing yeah. really stood out to me, but that's, that's neither a good thing nor a bad thing. Because these kind of movies, depending on what mindset you're in, uh, they can go south really fast uh if they're written wrong and i didn't notice anything in it that was like alarm bells alarm bells but at the same time i was like "Eh, it looks pretty typical uh yeah not super amazing yeah it comes out on october the 16th so i was was pretty close i was just um so this one here is based on a guy who did it's actually a real um story um the actual video um clouds is up i did actually listen to it last night and have a quick look check out of it again just remind myself and I think the video, the movie, you know, apparently it was it was, it was actually a Warner Brothers movie, but Disney picked it up. This, I think, is going to push the boundaries a little bit more on Disney Plus, because obviously a story about um, a kid with cancer and then kind of him getting, you know, obviously you know, at some point we know what's going to happen, and this is this is going to be interesting to see where they go with this one. Kind of because we've got the the Fault in Our Stars that's also coming to Disney Plus in the US in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I, th- I think this one's going to help really push that boundary a little bit more on like because this you're watching it go. This is a, a teen adult movie. This is not this is not a kids movie. You know, it's, it's dealing with um, a serious issue that, and also, it it, it looks like you know you're going to be crying for it. Um, I I know for this is this is a movie that I can you know I can sit down with my wife and we can watch this because it's going to be that kind of thing of you know we'll see how it goes and stuff. But yeah, I I it's not a movie I would watch. Um, myself, it would. It's, it's if no matter what platform it was on, the trailer was not something I go. Oh, that's. But I would be a bit like that anyway because of things like Fault in the Stars. I've not seen. I think there's another one um, that's got um, Emily Clark. I think from uh, Game of Thrones. She, what the the Christmas one from last year? No, no, no. It was she was like she dressed up as a bumblebee, and I can't think of what what, what that one was. But there's a similar one kind of that. Kind of, but for me, like my wife would watch that but it's not something i would tend to watch so i know cloud is one that we will watch together and yeah i'm sure it's it's, it's gonna be i'm sure it's gonna be good yeah I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat on that this isn't something that i would normally seek out um if it was on tv or uh you know came up on a streaming platform or something i might watch it but i'd probably watch it on my own uh because as yeah. you said it i suspect there's some uh teary moments going on here and generally not good about watching teary movies with other people just in general um but yeah yeah i think that's about all i have to say yeah i think yeah uh, me before you that was the um Mm. and and then there were a a whole lot of other smaller ones ones that didn't quite get as much attention but this kind of um teens having to deal with very serious issues i'm sure there's an actual genre name for it but um not something like what was that Disney Plus movie from earlier this year? Star Girl. Yeah. yeah, not not like that, which was you know quirky girl. Mm-hmm. This is teens dealing with very serious real life issues, um, and 
they can be really good. They can be neutral and they can be really bad. And when they're bad, they're really bad. But I don't think this one's going to be that way. I think this is going to sit somewhere in the solid high neutral. And it, if it's, if it is well done, it could be up there with yeah. one of the better ones. Yeah, I'm, I think it, you know everything I saw from the trailer was like, okay, yeah, this this is demon, this could be it. And again, this is the kind of the right home I think for these kind of movies. You know, they, they don't have so much box office appeal anymore. They are low budget ones, so therefore they fit perfectly on the streaming platforms. Yeah, I'm just looking. I'm I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it in the same way, but um, I saw that trailer and was like, yeah, no, that, that's that's a that's a proper movie. That's um, you know, and that's sometimes what you want because sometimes with some of the Disney Plus ones, you're like, you know, the TV movies. Um, I mean, we've got uh, Secret Society of the Second Born Royals, um, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Which you look at it and go, yeah, that's that's a TV slash movie. But I um, also had a second trailer this week, which was the Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, which the first episode will be dropping on December the twenty fifth, and um, with episodes dropping weekly. Um, what did you think of that trailer? Uh, again, it's pretty much exactly what we expected it to be. Mm. I do think it's on the better end of the, let's call them Disney puff marketing pieces. Yes. This is, it's, it's definitely di- uh, Disney puff marketing. Don't you want to go see the, yeah. the animals in the animal kingdom? But uh, it's less overt about it uh, than say like one day at Disney or whatever. And they're, at least from the trailer, there does seem to be much more focus on the animals than, well, you can see the animals in the uh, safari. You can ride on the on the truck and see the animals. Don't you want to come to Animal Kingdom? I mean, maybe not the right time of year no. for that. But um, yeah, no, I want this to be a documentary about the animals, the care of the animals. I don't want it to be um, too heavy on the come to Animal Kingdom side. We know that's going to happen no matter what. I will be honest, the tone of the, um, the tone of that trailer kind of threw me off a little bit. It was a little bit like, oh, I thought National Ge- I thought this was from National Geographic rather than it feeling like an advert. Um, now, it might just been the way that the trailer was edited, maybe by the, um, and that was where they were going for it. The show might have a slightly different tone to it, um, but obviously Josh Gad is doing the narration, so it might, but I was kind of hoping more for like uh, Secrets of the Zoo, a little bit, and but then also even like like Crikey with the Airwinds, they've kind of got that. They are serious, but they kind of still have a little bit of fun with it. So I'm I'm looking forward to watching this series and seeing how it works out. Um, yeah, so the trailer was like okay, it was a little bit more fluffy, but at the same time, it's about a Disney theme park, and like you say, do you go do that cross promotion of everything? I mean, I mean, it's that kind of weird thing right now of in some way, there isn't a lot of point in Disney putting out a lot of um, advertising for Disney World and stuff because so many people can't go. Um, but at the same time, I think this series, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really seeing how, but if they get that tone right, I just want them just to go that little bit more to an adult than aiming at children. That I agree with completely. I want this to be an actual documentary. I don't want it to be um, like the one we talked about a couple of weeks ago with the the very obviously kid related yeah what was that one called it's the one that's going on right now it's season three in the national geographic oh, weird, weird, but, well we've been true that that is a right, right. yeah i'm talking about the tone not the content yeah. obviously yeah. that's very very different content yeah. but if you watch an episode you can see it is very clearly for a young audience yeah. i want this to be higher uh until you mentioned that it was national geographics i actually forgot it was 
a National Geographic's production. <laughs> and this trailer, uh, other than I think it had National Geographic's above the logo, like uh, exploring the Animal Kingdom or Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, this is not a nat- National Geographic's documentary, at least based on the trailer. Uh, yeah, and that's the one thing. It could very easily be the editing of the trailer to make it feel more Disney fluffy, but um, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, that one's, we're literally about um, two weeks away. So we've got Becoming next week, and then we've got uh, the Secret Society of Second Board and Royals and the Animal Kingdom show starting the week after on the 25th. So let's move on from there to some a bit more different stuff. So Disney announced a brand new Olaf short will be coming to Disney Plus on October the 23rd. This one is going to be telling the story of basically moments after Olaf was created in the in the palace. And I think obviously it's been made during the lockdown kind of thing. And like I saw it, it's like, okay, sounds good. More Olaf. It can't go wrong. He's definitely my favorite character out of Frozen. Whether or not we did, I never really, it's like, I never realized it was an origin story. I, I, I thought we did. I thought we did the origin story, but um, it's getting big enough that it needed its own short. But I think it's good. It's a nice little filler. Yeah, filler is probably the right word for it. He didn't need an origin story, but there was certainly room in the film for them to have it because he he gets created during the song, you know, the mm. song, and yeah. we don't see him again until Anna shows up. So there's. There's plenty of time in there for him to have an adventure. And I guess they decided that that was what made the most sense. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's new content. It's new Frozen content. Uh, it's more ja- Josh Gad content. We just yeah. talked about him in the National Geographic yeah. series. Um, yeah, I, no complaints here. I, I would like a Frozen movie about the, um, the merchant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who, who likes selling the saunas? I, he's my favorite character. Ooh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> <blood>. <laughs> yeah, him. Um, yeah, so you can tell that we're getting ready for the middle of the month when they start announcing stuff because we've now pretty much got something new every day now, every Friday in October. We've got this short, we've got clouds, we've also got the Mandalorian dropping on the 30th, and then also we've got. Um, the right stuff with two episodes dropping on the ninth, so it's starting to um, uh, kind of fill up now. And so hopefully, I think next week we'll probably be talking about the list because it usually comes out around this time. But yeah, so um, as Olaf, I like I said, it's it's kind of one of those things. It was hard to know too much more about just just off a photograph. Um, then we got another new series was announced, and now I'm going to take a stab at this. So please. Um, is a spin-off or a reboot of Doogie Hauser MD. It's called Doogie Camila Aloha, um, I think. And it's going to be set um, in Hawaii. It's going to have 10 episodes. And it's going to be about a mixed-race 16-year-old girl who is juggling a budding medical career and life as a teenager. And she's there with her family, who is also a supervisor at the hospital. And the dad, who is struggling to accept that she is no longer a little girl. So they've given it a straight to 10 season drama series made by 20th century television and yeah i mean they they mentioned the original show hopefully they will drop onto disney plus as well because there's four seasons from that but nice again some drama series and i we've we have talked about this before but now disney has officially announced it i mean i think we spoke about this it feels like months ago but now it's officially kind of out there I think it was months ago, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything new to say about it from months ago. No. Uh, it's an odd choice to, to reboot or um, 
pseudo sequel or however this is going to be to Doogie Hauser because it's a weird marketing. Like, it's obviously kind of aimed younger audience, not not super young, but younger audience, like you, you're kind of early teens maybe, uh, who may not even know who Doogie Hauser is, but. Well- yeah, but then I suppose that's the thing with all of these reboots. They can kind of, they're all about um, finding a new audience. They're about oh, yeah. bringing yeah, a audience. So I think it, but it's also, it's been long enough that it's, you know, the first season came out in like 1989. So it's long ago now, and people go, oh, well, they should just do something else. Like, well, yeah, but it's been 30 odd years. So they've, they've definitely given it long enough to do a reboot. And I mean, not being funny, but they could have done this story as an, and called it completely different else, and then other people would have said, "What's well, that's a lot like Doogie Howser, MD." Well, yeah, they just decided. That's, yeah, I think that last point is probably why they stuck with the the Doogie uh, yeah. name. It, it's like, yeah, it's it is Doogie Howser. We're we're we are definitely mining the Doogie Howser yeah. idea. Um, yeah, it's not like it's Spider Man. It, yeah. it hasn't been rebooted three times in ten years or whatever Spider Man ended up being at. Uh, it, we'll we'll yeah. have to wait and see it in action. Um, yeah. Because part, also the oh, yeah, I was going to say the thing is well, you got to remember the, the minute you mention that it's a reboot or a sequel, it instantly grabs more eyeballs. It instantly, you know, every, you say that to somebody of a certain age, and they instantly know roughly what they're going to be getting, and it's so much more easier for people to accept than a brand new one. If they said this was, I don't know, Hawaii, uh, Hawaii, you know hospital school everyone be like yeah okay no one would even no one would even batter an eyelid you say it's a doogie hauser md reboot and suddenly everyone goes flying flying off and it you know you can see how that works and i mean i'm i'm not entirely i'll be honest i'm not sure if the name is gonna um it's there's gonna be a lot for that to be an international brand name that's quite hard um quite a big name to put out there um so whether or not they change it because they they do because it does say it's a working title so things could change. It depends on how they feel people are dealing with it because they've done that with a few other shows. Yeah, uh, and I think the the question there is how easily it rolls off the tongue and, and yeah. not accounting for um, British accents and such. No. Uh, <laughs> it's British person trying to do a, a Hawaii accent. Yeah, it's not good. Because <laughs> you think about it, Dewey Hauser kind of rolls. Like the, yeah. the linguistics of it roll yeah. quite nicely. You, you go yeah. through the, the flow of the word. Doogie... Kame Aloha. You you kind of have that like you Brady really in think. the middle. You gotta <laughs> yeah. think about it, and it's it might become it might flow over time as you get used yeah. to it. But Hawaiian names they they can be hard to pronounce for us mainlanders, yeah. uh, and that they, they tend to be very long too. This is probably well, almost certainly a reference to um, King Kamehameha. Yeah. of hawaii and they just stuck the aloha but that's like the kind of names that you get mm. out of hawaii and yeah, that's also the yeah. same thing as well if like you don't you know you, it's like, you, you, you don't want to butcher it you don't want to make it you, you want to make sure you're saying it correctly and all the rest and i think they just they're gonna to have to be aware of it because um, i'm like i say it's just one of those things with this series um i i like the idea of it i like hospital drama stuff and um, the thing of it being a 16 year old girl as well that means it's gonna be that it should hopefully be that a little bit more older then that thing of like when you say teenagers like 16 well she's going to be now you know she's you know like left well, i mean here she's still that little bit older rather than if she was 40 because if she was 14 i'd be going this is a disney channel show that little bit older and obviously she's more mature and more 
uh, brainier than a normal 16 year old that's why she can do it so yeah um interesting to see where this go hopefully as well we get the original series on disney plus before then to kind of remind us all but yeah so that's that one there so that was um all of the announcements of the week there was um, a few other ones because the disney cfo uh had been uh just checking uh christina mccarthy she's been doing the rounds on a number of like virtual conference calls where she's been talking about a lot of different stuff um going into some a lot of detail and also giving a lot of information on uh, Star, which is a new streaming platform or streaming service that Disney are going to be announcing a lot more detail of at the upcoming Investors Day. And it's going to be carrying content from ABC, 20th Century Studios, Searchlight, Freeform, and FX. And it's going to be the, basically the international version of Hulu, but without all the live content, without all the licensed content, just basically everything that doesn't fit under the Disney Plus banner. And she was talking about it, and she was trying, and she was asked what it was going to be, and they, you know, they want to use all the content from Fox and all the, but primarily they're focusing on the episodic content, um, primarily television, and it's going to be general entertainment with a more adult skewing, and like I said, it's more driven by their largely episodic content engines. So again, the TV side of things, and but the other thing that was much more interesting was about the fact that. They are going to be like marketing it like really differently. Every country, they're going to tailor it to what they need to. For example, in India, we've got Disney Plus Hotstar, where they took an existing Hotstar brand and kind of merged it with Disney Plus and have one platform. It launched in, in Indonesia this past, last past weekend, where it was Disney Plus Hotstar, but it was, had a load of Indian content, but it also had Indonesian content, hundreds of movies added in with Disney Plus. Um, she went on to say that they've been doing a lot of um, research and they're going to market it differently in different countries. They want to see where it's appropriate and they want to link it in with Synergy with Disney Plus. They, yeah, they, they've really kind of, I mean, I was sort of reading this and, you know, I, I've watched the video back like three times of what she was talking about. And it was like, okay, this is going to be really, this is like, feels like really hard to kind of, pinpoint down of like what are you doing with stars not they're not going in the one platform everywhere which instantly made me think they're going to be bundling it in with disney plus because of the way they're talking about it and their bundling is going to be different in each country depending on because you don't if you want a streaming service now you need to have scale and this thing about it being different in every country and how they market it instantly went yeah that's not one platform for the for the world yeah, and you, you kind of have to tailor it one way or another. Um, if you released Disney Plus a lot separately from Hotstar in India, people probably would just flat out ignore it and yeah. maintain their Hotstar subscriptions. Um, I know it's new in Indonesia, yeah. but probably the same idea. If you had Disney Plus, which was Disney content, and you had Star or Hotstar, mm. which was Indian and in- Indonesian mm. content, no one would subscribe to Disney Plus. They, they'd want the local content. Mm. Well, that's the thing as well. They're very much about, about the local content. They want to add more to it um, because obviously they need to... F- There's also the thing about um, local laws of different countries of requirements that they have the local content. So Star could be a way of them kind of edging that in with like with like Disney Plus and stuff into these regions. Because like as far as like Disney Plus goes, in terms of regional content, there's not a lot for, say, for example, like Europe. 
doesn't seem i mean a lot of the movies maybe are filmed over here but like the national geographic and the disney channel shows they are primarily american there's very little that's made internationally and they are going to have to get those numbers up at some point they probably can give it a, a certain leeway so maybe using star they can kind of bring in some other bits and pieces but it's mainly going to be about the brands about getting that content out there that, um, they want to use those brands and it was just kind of weird of like how they mentioned it because i think they're going to be like star hot star interconnected and into you know it's done very 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 strange of how they're all doing it but well we're finding out more at that investors event but it's kind of made me even more intrigued of like going okay you really are all over the place of it's like if you were to look if you're there one because that does not sound like we've got one platform and we're going to take it global and we want you know hundreds of millions of subscribers it's like well we're just tinkering in each area and adding it on it's like hey what <laughs> Yeah, but plans change uh, yeah. depending on, on what works and what doesn't. And, they, and this decision has to be, well, I say has to be, but you never know, uh, based on feedback from customers in those particular areas. Yeah, I mean, I, I still believe that it's, I, I mean, I think like for the UK, because they, they, she also talked about like Disney Plus rises because price rises that they need more, they would need more content on there and more original content on there to make it worthwhile for them to put the price up. They also said that they're aware of the churn and people leaving Disney Plus and they know why it is. And they know that original content is the key to keeping them and keeping new people. But they did also state that obviously COVID has had a massive impact on their scheduling and that they've kind of, I think it's almost something is they know they've got a problem, but they can't fix it like they would have had planned because obviously they can't film. They've just started filming like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and seeing a little bit of set footage of that. Um, so the things are starting to move again, but obviously you can't move six months. And so they know that they've got a problem and I think they are going to be hitting that uh, back catalog to fill it in. But just the idea that they, they're, lo- they're looking to see what's going on and they want to grow Disney plus. And I think, like I said, this, the star thing, just the way that it was being described. Um, Cause there was another, she did another show as well where, she talked about it and it's like it just seemed very very different than what we maybe were expecting as a major streaming platform you know you did the fact that they say about it having good sagenic value with disney plus and they want to um use the disney brand and i don't know it's very very strange about the fact that it's going to look different in every single individual market and there's going to be a couple of different versions of star yeah, very. That doesn't sound like a. We're going to launch a big platform everywhere. To be fair, I don't think there are all that many people paying attention either. Yeah. Uh, outside of investors' calls and then people talking about investors' calls, like us and other podcasts, I don't think most people who have a Disney Plus or or Hotstar subscription are even aware that this is happening. Yeah, and I think as well the trouble is with this thing is with Star is because it's international. Um, a lot of them, all I would call the mainstream press kind of ignore it because obviously America is your prime audience. Now I could say here, our YouTube audience, 50% American, but then I also go, well, 50% of them aren't American and have access to star. Uh, I'm going to have access to star. And that's, you know, obviously some of the website or the Facebook channel or anything like that, different audiences. So there, but I'm very much aware of like, you know, this is going to, this, this could drastically shake up Disney plus. This could be a massive shake up internationally and it depends what they do with Hulu. Um, this is the potential to be a real um, shift for Disney Plus. And with now we've had Mulan, 
The idea of them doing extra selling point within Disney Plus is no longer a if it's now we are into microtrans sort of extra options within Disney Plus. We've, we've set the tone now. We've they've opened that Pandora's box. I think people would take issue with that being a microtransaction <laughs> yeah. price tag on it. I think, I think because of the, I think in the video game thing, you just kind of that's you, the way you look at it. No, this this is this is DLC. That's not yeah. microtransaction. <laughs> If we're going to use gaming terms, uh, I don't think there are too many people who think thirty dollars yeah. is micro. No. I was meaning more that, yeah, you know, the kind of thing. I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like say it's. I do think now that they've kind of opened that door to the possibility of there being additional fees when you're inside of Disney Plus, and I just think a, a star pass within it is going to be how they do it. And then, you know, where they launch internationally, right across Asia, you know, they're just going to go with Disney Plus Hot Star or is it going to become Disney Plus Star? You know, don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. But hopefully we'll find out when that investors call is because um, I'm expecting, I would expect maybe October because the financial results end in November. So hopefully we'll find out soon enough because the, the idea of the show as well as kind of the kickstart the second year of Disney Plus I think that's the point, really, is as well. Be be like, right, here's what's coming. Here's what's excited, you know, and get people hyped up for the second year. And also, probably more excited as well, get people that are how took out that annual subscription in November, and get them to resub for another year because they feel there's enough stuff coming. And that's what I feel the main point of this investors call is to be like, here's what's coming. Renew again. We want we want your money. <laughs> I mean, for me, you know, it's to me like. You know, we're talking like one pound, one pound fifty a week. I feel like I get my value out of it, but um, what do you think? I'm I'm forced to get my value out of it because I have to watch <laughs> at least a couple of shows every week to talk about them on this. Uh, to be honest, though, if I was not on this podcast, I would still feel that I got the value. Uh, I, there's normally something I can watch, and actually, why don't we segue into uh, group watch here? Because that. Yeah, uh, is something that I feel will add quite a bit of value, at least for my personal situation. As I mentioned, minimal to, many times, uh, I am flying solo out here. I've, yeah. I'm in my own apartment, nobody else around, nobody to share Disney Plus with. And then they came out with the announcement this week that they were beta testing Group Watch in Canada. And if that succeeds, it'll roll out. And this would be perfect for, for me and, and my family to be able to watch stuff and connect. Because that's huge for my parents, of course. They, they feel very disconnected from their kids. I've, my sisters are scattered all across the globe at the moment. Um, and being able to say, all right, we're going we're gonna to sit down and we're going to watch Robin Hood or, or something together in, you know, in the yeah. shared environment would be a big deal for my family. We have massive memories of childhood uh, sitting around my grandmother's TV and watching uh, VHS copies of uh, many of the Disney classics. It's kind of an, I mean, uh, this one's been kind of floating around a while. Hulu have already done it. Um, I think it's a, it's a good idea. You can apparently, you can, you get a link or you press the button on the app and then it sends a link and then you can send that link to whoever you want. I think about six or seven people can join together. You've got little, like say you've got emojis. I don't think it's got like a group chat in there. I think they've kept that out of it, um, which makes sense from just issues with Disney. I mean, it would just be a nightmare of um, PR if there was something going on with inappropriate and all the rest of it. So they can kind of go, well, you use Discord or Zoom or whatever, and you can communicate with each other and do it that way. But you can kind of do the emojis and stuff. 
I'll be honest, for me personally, this, this feature has no value to me at all. It's something I would never use. Um, I might use it for, you know, a future uh, project that I want to do on the, on the YouTube channel, like watch alongs or something like that. It might be something I could utilize to go along with that in the winter. But as far as me as a normal viewer, nothing, nothing I would want to watch because I'm going to be honest when I'm watching something, I don't want anyone jabbering away at me. I, I, you know, we watched, we watched a movie yesterday, you know, my phone is turned upside down and I want to watch the movie. And that's, I'm, I'm in that category. So for me, this is about, obviously there's a lot of people that want to have that group experience. They can chat away to each other, watching something together. But also I feel like right now, it's a really good time going into the winter to launch this because it's going to be coming, rolling out across um, all the countries. They're probably doing it in drip by drip. That's why they start with Canada. But as you're going to have families, like you say, in this situation right now with this pandemic, group watch could be a great thing for people to have because trying to link up, you know, when you're starting a movie, all is even though you're going to try to press the button at the same time, it doesn't always work. So that, I mean, <laughs> I just always remember, when, you know, when you're on a plane and like me, my, my, my wife would be like watching a TV show at the same, but they were just like a fraction of a second out and it would throw you off. But if, obviously if you're talking about it, that could be an issue. If you're 10 seconds ahead of somebody, be like, whoa, did you see that? No, that hadn't happened yet. And then you miss it. So being on track, you can pause it and all the rest of it. I think it's a great idea. And I can see for Alexi, like lots of friends and stuff, just groups of teenagers from school, because they're not going to be able to meet up the same way. I mean, we're having, you know, right now here in, in the UK, as of Monday, you know, you're not allowed more than six people together at any one time. So therefore instantly means that the, the, your, your groups are smaller. And I think just, you know, we're going to be hunkering down for the winter so much more this year. And I think this feature is going to be really useful for a lot of uh, friends and family just to stay connected. And that's never a bad thing. Yeah. And I've done several rewatches over the course of this uh, pandemic. Uh, I've mentioned it here before. We, I had a group of friends. We rewatched all of the Harry Potter movies, uh, just the Harry Potters. We're not counting the, uh, the two more recent ones. Yeah. Um, been watching some studio Ghibli films. We've been watching, uh, stuff of that nature and for the most part it's all stuff that every single one of us has already seen before mm. um, which is why the whole chat thing doesn't yeah. bother me because we, we we know what's going to happen you know, like yeah. uh, any and you can leave little snarky comments like oh that might be foreshadowing there everyone knows yeah. what's going to happen already uh, but I would agree with you in regards to a brand new movie if it's something yeah. that I've never seen before I don't want somebody jabbering in my ear, whether they've seen it or not. Because I, I've definitely seen plenty of movies with my dad where it's just like, he, he's one of those people who just, yeah. hey, who's that? That's the main character, dad. We've been following him for 30 minutes. You know, he's, he's that kind of person. So if I'm watching something new, I want to be in it. But especially for Disney Plus, I think, a lot of the stuff you're going to be watching will be um, classic content stuff that you grew up with with has nostalgia attached to it. Like we would watch uh, Robin Hood or Sword in the Stone. All of us in the family have seen it. Uh, we, we have little jokes, like uh, my brother-in-law loves to do um, King John's laugh from uh, Robin Hood, you know, the, the highly yeah. uh, exaggerated one. So that's, that's what our chat would be. But I, I would not want to sit down and be like, all right, we're gonna watch Mandalorian season two, uh, unless I'd already seen the episodes, yeah. right? Yeah, very. It's going to be interesting how this all works. Whether a lot of people use it, and yeah, it's, it's just a nice feature. And this is what Disney Plus needs. It needs more 
of these kind of things. There's lots of little apps and little Chrome extensions and stuff that people have been um, sort of doing, um, but having it built in just changes that whole ball game. Um, you will need to make sure your your app is updated. We'll be keeping an eye on it as it starts rolling out, but it depends. They also might as well be like, right, we need to make sure it's testing well. But they, the trouble is this, they can't really beta test it like privately very easily. I mean, obviously they, they probably had to, but trying to do that in the wild is tricky to do. So they started off with um, Canada as a thing. So yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a cool little thing. But yeah, it was always nice to have new extra bits and pieces on there. But that pretty much um, wraps up the news portion of the show. So it's a little bit, a little bit of a quieter week because ultimately there wasn't a lot put onto Disney Plus this week. There was no Disney Plus new original, or well, there was, but we were but true in a one day at Disney. And I can't believe we've literally got about eight more weeks, and I don't like have to unless they have season two of One Day at Disney. Um, <laughs> I don't have to mention that word. Um, and so yeah, so a bit of a quiet week. The US did get Christopher Robin, so did Canada. Um, obviously, that was already available. Here in the UK, we did get Spies in the Skies. I was going to watch it yesterday, but we ended up watching Knives Out instead. So completely, it was my wife's pick for movie. I'd gone for Spies in the Skies, and she goes, I don't want to watch that. Let's watch um, Rent Something Out. So we, so we didn't quite get around. So I'm going to watch it over the weekend. Um, but what else have you been watching? So I was going to watch Christopher Robin, uh, but I actually decided to hold back on that one i'm gonna watch it over the weekend when i can watch it properly yeah. uh work got a bit busy this week uh but during the week i started watching phineas and ferb uh right. the series i have to say i do enjoy it but it's not something i can binge for whatever reason after two episodes i'm kind of kind of done with it for a little bit and then i can come back the next day and watch the next two so it's going to take me a long time to get through it but i am enjoying it yeah um for me yeah i i they put on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, season mm. two, oh, sorry, season six. And I'd seen the first, I'd seen the first, oh, we've got all six, we haven't got season seven yet. So I will be honest, I plowed through a, the entire season um, this week. And there was obviously, I mean, I had about eight or nine episodes that I needed to watch. So I, I've been watching a lot of this, but I just, I've sort of put Once Upon a Time on the side and I just plowed through S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'll be honest, um, have you seen season six? Oh, I've I've seen all of it. Uh, we had the se- the series finale a couple of weeks ago, which I watched. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to season seven. But um, I thought season six kind of was like okay. Um, I do have the issue of like Wisconsin of like can we stop bringing him back? I mean, go to the end of the second of the end of the season. Really, this is ridiculous. Like, he, did he quit or did? They... <laughs> it's like. He's... It's like like yeah, how many times it's like if you bring him back an actor into different characters to play the same character even though you've already killed him it's like kind of defeats the point he's, he's the only character that people who've only seen the movies would recognize uh every other character in there has not appeared in the movies at all um which is probably why they keep bringing him he is the face of the show uh daisy would be the second face of the show but uh, if your experience is only with the movies you would have no idea who she is you can't, yeah, I think it's from my point of view. It's a little bit along the lines of, uh, if you're going to kill him off, you have to get rid of him. You can't keep doing this thing. But that's my one. Gr- but I, I overall, I, I did think, I think this, the shorter season did seem to focus them a bit more. Because um, kind of like, it was about one story, and then that story ended. Um, I've been because I only recently watched season five as well. Um, I'd kind of had gone off shield for ages until they 
put it onto Disney Plus, and it was a bit like season five. I remember, you know, we're all on the lighthouse and we're all out in space, and I'm like, where did Shield go? And it was like, where this is, you know, the whole point of it was clearing up after them, and we're off being like a like a felt like a Star Trek episode. It was just all over the place. Yeah, but. I much preferred the earlier seasons of Agents of Shield. I'm not going to go into the more recent one because I don't want to spoil it for mm. for people who haven't seen it yet. But, and I realize that's not necessarily the popular opinion. I know the first I don't know ten episodes of the season one, people are like, ah, oh, this is boring and blah. And then then uh, Winter Soldier hit and things really picked up. But what you're looking at right now, you know, Shield doesn't exist in the Marvel universe, and they kind of were stuck with like, we're Agents of Shield, but Shield's not a thing and they 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 were kind of yeah they kind of had to work around what the movies were doing without interacting with the movies which was the original hook of the series in the first place yeah so let's just send them to space um and they 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 stay yeah it it just kind of like you know i don't know i think the whole series as a whole just you know they went with the inhumans for season four and then they kind of yeah like i said i didn't enjoy where they were stuck on that alien ship in the future on you know I, I didn't like season five that much it was i didn't really like that whole like cree and and then they you know they're just popping from planet to planet to planet like it just didn't mean anything it's like okay well even on even in the movies they the people on earth didn't really get to do that you know i know they were moving around obviously regarding to the galaxy but you know when they all went off to the other planet in infinity war it was a bit like oh my god they're in space you know it was Whereas in 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 Shield, it's just become so normal. You know, they walk into a bar in another in another planet. <laughs> it doesn't even. I don't know. It's kind of one of those weird things. They're going. This is really all over the place. But it was. I I think they they kind of lost direction. That hmm. it was. It was contradictory because, like you said, it was a shorter season, so it was much more focused. Hmm. But like the. the the purpose of the show kind of got lost somewhere in there. It's one of those shows where you go from see if you jumped from season one to season five, you're like, is this even the same show? Yeah. I mean, yeah, half it, the characters are gone. They're doing things in space. Uh, everyone's got superpowers and season one was much more, I don't want to say grounded because it definitely was never grounded, but it was on earth. Well, I think, the, I think the thing as well is season one was about, you know, having like, not necessarily even like superpowers, but it was more about just the idea of, you know, they're building a team to to deal with superhero or supervillains, and the, the police needed they needed something stronger than what they had. Um, and I don't know, I just think, like you say, it got, got a little bit lost. But then that's like um, I've been playing a lot of the new Avengers video game this past week that came out, um, you know, and you've got Shield in there, and they've kind of dismantled, and they've kind of again. It kind of follows that same thing. They're there to, to support the superheroes. They're there to clean up, bring the tech in, and kind of bring a little bit legit, legitimacy to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's my little thing with series. I'm looking forward to seeing season seven. I don't know when it's going to be dropping onto Disney Plus, but hopefully it'll be soon. Obviously, things are going to change a little bit as well with the UK because the Disney Channel is closing down in like three weeks over here. All of the Disney channels are closing down. And They've said that Disney Plus is the new home for all Disney Channel content. So I expect we're going to start getting stuff over here much quicker, like it's already happening in Australia. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot, I'll be seeing a lot more newer stuff arriving on Disney Plus 
quicker than in the US. A bit like with Spies in the Skies. But anything else you've been watching this past week? Um, actually, no. I've been playing the Avengers game as well. Uh, yes. And that's not a movie or on Disney+. Plus, so. No. No. Uh, but I, I finished the, um, the campaign, the actual story content. And yeah. I don't think I'm sticking around for the, uh, the game as service or what it live service game. It's just the implementation is, is awful at the moment. Yeah. I'm currently playing through the campaign. I know there's this whole kind of like destiny kind of vibe to it. I really, I don't care about upgrading characters and giving them extra costumes and I'll take whatever the default is. Thank you very much. And so the, I know there's a whole, thing with that but let's be I'm, yeah i'm just glad that the uh the live service didn't interfere with the campaign except at one point where it was like no you have to get better gear to get past only once and then left it alone and as far as i'm concerned that's fine it was a solid campaign and i can shelve it and never look back yes and get ready for a lot more games because there's a lot coming out um yes yeah. yeah, so i want to move on to something i want to add a new kind of feature to the podcast um someone recommended it and there's something and then we're going to be looking at the trending tab of what's what's available on disney plus because i was doing it in the weekly q a video but it's for patrons only and kind of felt like so a lot of times i'm just saying the same thing but i wanted to kind of run through this one here so this is based obviously on the us right now so at number one we have the simpsons the one thing that will never that does not seem to really get moved around very much we have The Simpsons at number one. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse at number two. And at number three, we have Frozen 2. Moana at five. Oh, sorry, at four. And at number five, we have Phileas and Ferb. So that one continues to jump up. That one's getting... I contributed. Up. Yeah, yeah, you have towards <laughs> that one. Jesse's in at number six. Number seven is Cinderella, which obviously just got re-added. As, so that's, that one's been hanging around a while, so people are enjoying that one. Then we have Mulan the new version. So it's slipping, it's still in there. So it must mean people are watching it. And there's some conspiracy theories, people saying that it's, this whole trending chart is rigged and they put it in there. It's like, well, it might be, but um, that's the facts we got. <laughs> um, then we got Frozen, followed by Toy Story 4. Interestingly enough, the free version of Mulan is also then in there. I'm just gonna look. The animated version, to be clear. Yeah. So that's that's like the top 10. And then we're going into Aladdin, the new version, followed by Avengers Endgame, uh, followed by Black Panther, followed by Hamilton. And Hamilton's still sticking around with Star Wars, The Mandalorian, and Clone Wars, following straight after that. We had, had Puppy Dog Pals, The Wolverine. So that was a big release of last week. That was added to the library content, followed by Beauty and the Beast. Live action Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, the live action version. Incredibles 2. Christopher Robin has jumped into the chart. So it's nice to see that that one has had a little bit of an impact. And it's obviously, as well as the fact that it showed up, because the trending tab can be a little bit um, finicky with its updating sometimes. And then you go, has this thing updated in a week? But yep, yeah, so that was updated, and Christopher Robin is in there. Then we have the new version of The Lion King. Phileas and Ferb, the movie. Um, the new version is in, in the second to last place, followed by Cars. So nice to see the Phileas and Ferb movie in there, but it does seem to be dropping off as I think. It, but what is happening is I think they've watched that and then they jump straight back into the season to show to watch that. And I think that's where that one's picking up. Yeah. And it's, it's easier, quote unquote, for television shows to stay on because there's a lot of content in them. And, and we don't know how the trending tab works, but I have to assume that, you know, 
someone watching 15 episodes of Phineas and Ferb or, or an entire season of Phineas and Ferb uh, is going to impact the trending tab more than a person watching the movie once. Well, my, my theory on that is that if you've watched, say you watched 15 episodes of Phileas and Ferb, you have watched Phileas and Ferb 15 times. Whereas if you watch Beauty and the Beast, you've watched it once. And I think it's probably counting, I think that's what's happening with The Simpsons, where it's uh, probably, if it's counting every single episode as a, you've watched this series, you've watched it, regardless of what you've watched, that must be the only way I think, because that would make the most sense of why the TV series is so high. It, even if they are doing it something like that, and I, I agree, but yeah. they have to have them weighted in some way. Like they, they've probably got a, okay, the average movie is, uh, or Disney movie at least, is 90 minutes long or 100 yeah. minutes long. The Simpsons are 22-minute episodes, so a watch of The Simpsons is approximately a quarter of a, I, I know my math is not exact here, uh, a, approximately a quarter of a movie. So one episode counts as one fourth of a movie and so on. That, that would, if it, they weren't waiting it somehow, then I figure this entire list would be nothing but shows because yeah. uh, watching through Rebels would suddenly just bump that up or, or anything like that. There, there's got to be some sort of, math yeah. going on some behind math. the scenes some, some little algorithm to work it out but I thought it's always interesting when I look at this it's, and it's funny because while while the top five I'll be honest because um, I do this every week on the website I put up as well on a Sunday morning I'll run through them all and I kind of do it like a, like a you know, I don't know if you go you kind of yeah you have the billboard charts over there but we kind of that's how I kind of work it out on and comparing it to a week ago and all the rest of it and it is just the same shows and movies and the kids just must be watching those movies on repeat on and just because anytime anything breaks into it it really takes a lot to, for it to shift them off but also keep them off i mean you see there i've but also you can very very noticeable when a new disney plus original just does not does not factor in um, you know, they'll release something and it just does not move the needle. Because I think if it's not hit the trending tab, this is, there's, you can have to, between the trending tab and the chatter in our Facebook group and online, you can kind of get a feel of whether or not a series is a hit or a miss. Yeah. Uh, and I think you can, you can follow the anecdotal evidence on that one pretty well. I mean, it's not scientific, but if people aren't talking about it, people don't know about it, they're not watching it, it's not going to end up on trending. And I have to admit, some of the ones that are on here, that, that have stayed yeah. on here, are kind of surprising every once in a while. Like, I don't even know what Jesse is. But, right, so this but it's is, been holding. Uh, yeah. So this is a, obviously a show from the from Disney Channel, but I couldn't, I didn't know why it was. Why is this show so popular? Apparently there is a some kind of thing on TikTok. This is where old man, old man puts his glasses on, on that TikTok. <laughs> um, some kind of meme going around and sharing clips of her doing her facial expressions has become a bit of a kind of um, thing on TikTok. So that's why it's become popular over the summer and people have just like, almost been like reminded of the series. And so people are checking it out. So yeah, it is to do to TikTok of why Jesse has become so popular. That explains that. Because it, it's been there for a little while now. This yeah. wasn't just like a a flash in the pan, but yeah, those, the, <laughs> that top five, man, they, it, they are unmoving. 
they, they might get bumped for a week when there's a major new release, but Simpsons, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Frozen 2, Moana, Phineas and Ferb. The, well, I, the and Ferb is, is more recent, but Phineas, those, those top four. Yeah, I mean, Phileas and Ferb has kind of shifted into the top five. I mean, it's been slowly going up the trending chart throughout the, throughout the, uh, throughout the last couple of months. But yeah, I mean, do you know, I really love the fact that Moana is so popular um, because I love that movie and it kind of, and, and I, you know, you've got to look at this now with Disney going, um, you do know Moana's like trending like every single week. Yeah. Build something, make some more. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> as much as I love having some shorts about uh, Frozen and Olaf and, and all that, come on, give us some, give us some Moana shorts. Uh, you got plenty of characters. Go get Alan Tudyuk to redo the chicken, just an entire short on the chicken and the pig. Have them have an adventure. There you go. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's definitely, definitely good. I mean, it's nice as well to see, you know. Is he a rooster? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a chicken because he he is the word for salt because oh, i'm yeah. because i was uh, we i remember i think it was like a year or two ago we were up in london and we went into this like tropical burger bar and they had a thing of he he on the table and i went oh then suddenly got the joke because <laughs> i didn't didn't get that before that because i was I'm like ah i see <laughs> i i just got it now i like it I, I love subtle jokes like that, yeah. uh, especially in naming things. Um, yes, when you get them, you're just like, oh, that's clever. Yeah. So that was that. So yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how it all goes on. Um, again, we've it's things like Puppy Dog Powers is again. Kids must just be watching that in droves, and kind of pushing that one up there. I'm wondering how much of that is kids and how much of that is parents. Just like be quiet and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's always, but it also it definitely shows you. This, I think the skew to the newer movies. Um, I don't think it's the kids watching the newer movies. It's like, I don't want to say that kind of weird thing of, you, you rarely see the classics in here, the older ones. It is just the kids just watching, or teenagers are probably and adults as well. But it's the new stuff. It's the new stuff in the trending tab that is constantly in there. You know, it's always the most recent movies that seem to just hold up in that, in that trending tab. And, you know, you don't, um, as much as we go on about the older ones and we say about, you know, if you've watched Moana for the 900th time, maybe give, you know, another movie a go, but the kids are just watching these, their favorite movies. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, I was noticing this while we were going through the list. So you've got the live action Milan, you've got the live action Cinderella, you've got the live action Beauty and the Beast, you have the live action Aladdin with the exception of the animated Milan, which is probably there because yeah. of the live action one also live action lion yeah. king uh those are the ones on the charts and as much complaining as we see on the internet as much complaining as i have done myself about remakes versus originals you just look at the trending chart and you can see which ones people are watching mm. yeah, it's always it's also also well, sometimes it highlights what's going on and i always think it's a, it's a good general barometer of what's going on with Disney Plus. And like I say, you know, things like the one and only Ivan came in and flew back out again. Didn't have didn't have any staying power. Um, we did kind and, of expect that though. Yeah, you kind of expect it. I mean, there's a lot of things about obviously with Mulan in there at the minute, but people are like, oh, it's like, yeah, but if you've paid 30 bucks for it, you're going to watch it and you're going to watch it more than once. And they'll be like, if I'm going to pay this for you, you're going to watch this movie and now I will want to see another Moana for at least a month. <laughs> 
Um, I watched the winner. Yeah, I, I, I watched it again recently. It was it was on TV. It's like I was sat there. My wife went, "You know, we've been watching this for an hour. We're going to watch something else." Yeah, but I like Moana. We'll watch it again. It, <laughs> it is one of those movies. Absolutely, if it popped on TV for if for some reason I had TV on, maybe it's it's <laughs> it switched inputs on me while I was on the Xbox or something. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll watch this. Although, admittedly, <laughs> I would probably be more like the the first time a commercial pops up, like. I'm just going to live this on Disney Plus instead. <laughs> well, I think that's the difference again, because obviously the BBC doesn't have adverts, so you kind of like lose that aspect to it. And you're going, why am I watching it on here? I could have just watched it. But yeah, so it's, it's great to see there. So we're going to start, we'll start kind of looking at that tab and just seeing what, what moves around each week. I think that's a good little thing to move forward. Yeah, we probably won't mention every single one no. every single week, but we will mention the ones that are... are changing and jumping up and yeah. up and down and stuff yeah right so on that note again a big thank you for everyone for joining us on this week's episode we'll be back next week with some more details of whatever's going on in the world of disney plus um next week i will be talking at least about becoming which is a brand new um, disney plus series that um comes out next friday so on that note guys thank you again for joining us uh, again you can help support us either on patreon or on our youtube membership you can hit that subscribe button also join our facebook group as well we have over one hundred and thirty-five thousand members and we also can find us on facebook twitter to keep up with all the latest but on that note, guys see you guys soon bye